Across the Park is a Merseyside-born football podcast produced by Three Blues and Three Reds. Each week we get together to discuss the goings-on at both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, combining balanced debates with some light-hearted banter. more about us and the podcast please visit www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or on social media facebook across the park youtube across the park and instagram and twitter is across the park pc welcome to this week's episodes of across the park brought to you again by Checkfit, your online directory for gym club and class Find them on all the social media platforms by searching CheckFit and online, of course, on the Tinter web, www.checkfit.co.uk. Terry's still missing this week in Australia, doing his surfing lessons, so we've got two reds, <laughs> Phil and Gary, and the three blues, myself, Ian, Neil, and Judgy. Start off with the reds. Gary, I did say someone was due for a hiding, didn't I? Southampton and the first half looked like they were on the way to it. Yeah, um, I was sitting there watching it thinking this could be anything. Uh, we had plenty, plenty of chances in the first half, as you say, you know, going in three nil, and it was it was easy. We, we weren't really out of second gear, and yeah, so we Klopp experimented a little bit with the um, with the lineup this week, didn't he? Um, we went with Shakiri started, and we played more of a four two three one. Um, Shakiri, did he take the corner? I can't, I can't tell if he took the corner for the for the. Uh, the second goal, but if he did, then he set up all three goals that we scored, yeah. but still got dragged off at half time. And I think was that, that tactical thought, sorry, turns up. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we, play, we normally play a, a very solid block of three in the middle where we play 4 3 3. And what we did was we went 4 2 3 1, and we played Firmino on his own up front and Shakiri as part as the, fo- as the forward three. And when you're watching it as a, as a supporter or fan on the telly or from the stands, when you're kind of assessing how your team are playing, you're just saying, oh, we're creating chances, Shakiri's all over the place, he's set three up, and and you're really you're made up with how he's playing. Everyone thought Shakiri was playing unbelievably well, but Klopp wasn't happy with it. And I think it was because because we had that two in the middle, I think the fullbacks were getting exposed a little bit. And so I think he's gone, well, we've got two in the middle, we've got to take someone off. He wanted to, he brought Milner in to, to, to shore that up a bit. And it must it might just be that Shakiri was just like the player who had to come off to facilitate the, the shape. However, Klopp did say when he was asked about it after the match that, uh, you know, how did Shakiri play? He said, oh, yeah, he played brilliant, but um, defensively he's still got some work to do. There could be a little bit of, of uh, mind games in there. That's how he thinks you deal with Shakiri to get the best out of him, to keep him on his toes kind of thing, because there's always been rumours that he's a bit of a bad apple, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, playing for Liverpool is, is very demanding under Klopp. He, he expects a lot from players defensively, doesn't he? And, you know, that's why the likes of Fabinho is taking his time to come into the team and all that. So it's about cutting off channel, passing channels and positioning yourself and, and, and helping the, the full-backs and all that. And it just takes a while to, to get your head around that. I had a look at, you know, the um, the touches where, where you took your touches on the pitch. When Milner come in, there were so many touches out wide covering the full-backs. And Shaqiri had like 18, oh, it's not like 18 touches and a half. 
and Milner had like 70 odds or something like that. It was, a, it was dramatic. Yeah, and I think you're probably incident. right there. It's, it, w- it will have been more because of his, his track and back work rate. Going forwards and, and his, his game in that sense was brilliant. Couldn't really knock it. And he didn't he didn't set second one up, by the way. It was Trent. The corner? Yeah. Oh, right. Trent yeah. took that. Um, but yeah, he, he was he was brilliant first half. And I think a few people were scratching their heads, weren't they? When, when At he the ground, didn't, you didn't know what was going yeah, on. that's it. When he came up, everyone just assumed he must have had a knock or something. But the last thing that happened before he went off was he took the free kick that, that Salah scored from. Yeah. And it was like, well, where's he picked the injury up from? And, and then obviously we learned when we come out that it was it was tactical. So, you know, for, in-game management. Which is yeah, ball, which was, it? to be fair, Judge was, was sort of having a go by yeah. that the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? But... Um, yeah, and it worked because the game then it was just Klopp even said himself after it it was it wasn't as an exciting game the second half, but it was what we needed to do just to just to end it. It was basically it was game over at half time. No, in fairness, yeah, you're right. I I have criticised him in the past for that. I think again, if I'm gonna not not be critical, but um, plays ever calls Dell's advocate a little bit in the in the face of the praise. At half time, it, it's easy to go right with three 0 up. What's the best way? We shouldn't have shot when you got 15 minutes to do it. Fair play, made the right change in the sense of, you know, it wrapped up the three punches, kept another clean sheet, which is great for you. I think in the game, in the middle of the second half, in the middle of the first half, which we'll get onto with the Chelsea game in a moment, I still think there's question marks there. But yeah, in terms of the change you made on Saturday. I still think it took a bit of courage to do because you're taking a player off at half time. Just fair start. It's not not really a dumb thing, is it? Um, It's a bit embarrassing, really. Well, I don't know. I think it may may have been more embarrassing if he'd have had an okay first half, but. If the fans, he, he's looking at it. Made and he it know, easier. Exactly. Another thing that made it easier was he's probably said, to, so Klopp said, I never explained substitutions really like during mm. the game. He was like, but I felt the need to, offer, to offer one here. And I think also we had Chelsea coming a few days later, so he's probably said to him, look, you just need to show up here, you're starting that game, you'll play best part of 90 and that. So that's made it easier. But what do you think of um, Salah playing up front? I thought he had a good game. It is. It was no, he didn't really have a... a and different game to what he's been having anyway. It was just he was he was he had a, a few more opportunities did, than yeah. what he's been getting from out wide, yeah. which was was great to see. And you know, on another day, three of them go in. Yeah. Um, was that a decision by Klopp? Do you think to get him his goal? Yeah, I think that Probably, put him yeah. in the box. He's gonna have more touches yeah. on the ball, and uh, that's he's gonna be more of the focal point as who's well. Who's their centre? What's his name? Like Vi- something Vandergaard or, or something. something. Yeah. He's massive, biggest defender in the Prem. But you take that away from him by putting him against the smallest player in a little bit, in a way. You know what I mean? Mm. He's not winning headers against. against yeah. so he's so not gonna play that way, are you? We're not gonna play that way. Yeah. So we, we took his strengths away. But maybe if he had a more of a physical battle with Firmino, he would he would have come out a bit bit more on top. Yeah, because Firmino tends to lean in a bit more, doesn't he, and yeah, try to like kind of get the ball into his feet, whereas Salah will. Yeah, oh, exactly. probably yeah, and stuff more, like yeah. that. But I don't like Firmino out wide. I thought he was a little bit ineffective. And yeah, you, he wasn't as as in the game as yeah. he, as he normally is. We used to see him out there bit. when we tried to accommodate storage and we yeah. put him up top. And I've never liked him out there. But I mean, you take his best part, the best part of his game away by yeah. moving him from centre forward, don't yeah. you? Yeah, you absolutely do. But again, looking at the game as a whole, there wasn't many negative, if any. No. You know, it was. It was a very professional performance. It was what we need, what we've always needed over a season. I, I was matter. It's all right. Yeah, I, I didn't have much to do. Not really. No, there was. I think they had one shot on target in the, in the ninety-second minute. Hmm. Zedder was good, wasn't it? Great yeah, it was, a, it was a it was a good Zedder for his goal. He beat he beat that massive defender to put it in. Actually, he has got that in his locker. Hasn't yeah, he? I think, I think you've seen that. He, and and yeah. he got a few goals last season. Didn't he? he scored a few for Cameroon as well. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he had a good game. But as I say, there wasn't much for him to do. Something um, I noticed. So, we gonna say something? No, something I noticed was that Klopp was. Um, 
he didn't look that happy with Salah, you know. Like he kept shouting at him, or shout not shouting at him, but shouting to him. And I think it was like from our number nine, the way Bobby does, obviously. I think we were lacking a bit of that from Salah. And but what the reason I'm bringing that up is not to criticise in any way Salah, because that's not what I'm talking about. But it shows the professionalism of, of the team where we're at. I, I was just like absolutely not prepared to leave any gaps, and that's why we've conceded the least goals in, in the Prem so far. It's like. Every cop's absolutely demanding. What he's demanding. It's ball, what he's demanding from everyone, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean Mark Hughes' comments after the game, we, we probably wouldn't have because you were there, but he said in Sky, there was nothing much between the teams. <coughs> I, I, asked, I, I, I asked one of the Reds, one of the friends who was a Red, what he meant by that, and he was like, it's the second half, it was a pre-season game, they had plenty of the ball, but... What's Jamaica something like that? Is, is, is there a bit of truth in that? We just, I mean, I think he's becoming a bit of embarrassment himself. Like, yeah. what, what he does to teams is... He'll take over like a team who've got a bit of flair and kill it, or he'll take over a team who are, who are like solid at the back and he'll try and add a bit of flair and just ruin them as well. <laughs> not into my accusers of managing me, but um, in that game we, we we sort of controlled the second half without the ball. If that makes sense, we controlled it when we had the ball, but we also controlled it. So we let them kind of like do. It. I think one of the biggest compliments you could give in your favour there and, and even counteracting Mark Hughes' statement, can't remember who it was who was covering it on Sky Sport, I think it was Charlie Nicholas, but he, his comment was they haven't even got out of second gear yet. He said it is a fairly stagnant game. He said, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't say Liverpool absolutely bombards them first half, but you can no. just tell that they haven't even got going and yeah. they brushed them aside. We went so it, was, it was little moments in the game. It was, we, as you say, we, we were in out of second gear, but even even in our second gear, we had little moments where we were in on the goalie. Salah had the one where he just knocked it a bit too far, ends up back heeling and it went wide. And yeah, we, we had we had a few of them little little chances like that where, as I said before, on another day they go in, and it was it was one of them games where I think <coughs> as as Mills said uh, on the last podcast, someone's gonna get a hiding sooner or later, and that could have easily been a proper hiding, not just three 0 But they, they left some of their most attacking <coughs> players on the bench for that game and. I feel like there's a bit of a thing where, you know, when you look at City in the last couple of seasons and Man United in years gone by, you knew that teams were turning up just to not get a hiding. Like, they've accepted the defeat. That's but they exactly just what I was just going to say then. Uh, that, that's part of the, the the thing of coming on to that next level is almost getting half of the league to go, let's write that game off. Yeah. And we just we just don't want to kill our goal difference by going there. And if you can start reaching that level, you've yeah, basically exactly. got nine wins in the bag, haven't you, yeah. almost? And that's... That's the scary team, scary thing for, for teams like us who, who are leaking goals so much. <laughs> it's like what you do against Liverpool now. Do you shut up shop and you'll get battered? Like, do, you, do you go for us and you'll get battered? Like, no, I, think I, I don't I think know what you actually do. No, anymore. I think it's if you shut up shop, you, you'll get beat 1-0. Yeah. But if you come at us, you'll get battered. Yeah. It, yeah. it seems to be... Because it used to be, keep it tight and we'll get a set piece against these or something like that. Yeah. But now, now that seems to have gone, so... Which, hopefully, like... <laughs> well, which, moving move on slightly yeah. to the, your game in midweek, happened towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, and I think for me this game it was one of them where if you said to us before, and obviously we can't say this now because we haven't played Chelsea at the weekend. But if you'd have said to us before, and you'll make whole eight changes in the game, you'll get beat, but then you'll go to Stamford Bridge on Saturday and you'll win with your full team. We'd probably take that, but we've got to beat them first. And I mean, yeah, I mean, so would you say in that case only a victory on on Saturday is is you know I won't justifies be, I'll be, it. I'll be I'll be I'll be a bit disappointed if we don't win. I mean, we had. They, don't they, they didn't have all that. They, they were missing some key players, weren't they? Joe, in that game, you the both, both game, both teams made eight changes. Yeah, 
so much of me into I'll be honest I looked at it and thought Liverpool's midfield looked strong apart from that they look a little bit yeah, our back five was terrible. Yeah, well, we I had we had Minouet, Matip, sorry, Minouet, Matip, Lover, and Moreno and Klein. That whole back five won't play together maybe ever again. For mm. me, that our, our backup defenders, maybe Bar and Moreno, I think they're good enough to be a backup defender as an individual. As an individual. As an individual yeah. But if they all play, that's when you well you yeah. seen it last night. I would say Bar Moreno though. Um, he was. If you take him on on his right foot, i.e. you cut inside him, he might as well be a cone. Honestly, he was a joke. <laughs> it's either yeah, it's either Moses that. destroyed. He's either he's either just non-existent if you cut if you cut inside, or he'll try and swing his left leg oh. round you to tackle you and give you the he free kick. He nearly snapped his own Achilles. Yeah, he did. Yeah. We'll come back to the second goal in a minute, but just going back to what you said about you know w- one individual player is fine to go into that back four. I think the exception to that is if anyone comes in for Van Dijk, you've got problems by the looks of it. Yeah, but Van Dijk went off, didn't he? Injured. That's something. No, we should, should no. What I'm saying is, that for me was the big difference in that Chelsea yeah. getting two goals was particularly that second goal. The lack of Van Dijk, you just look clueless when the ball come into the into a dangerous area. Yeah, because that was the first one I'd see where they put it into that area where you think that's where Van Dijk comes and dominates that front post. Yeah, I mean, post. I'm not going to disagree strongly with that, but in the game where Van Dijk got injured, it ended up being um, Gomez and Mata. Which Gomez. was against, sorry, who was that against? Southampton sorry. on the weekend. When he went off. Yeah, I don't know, but Gomez... The few times the that they did, that they did, you know, when it gets to the later stage of the game, they start lumping it up and stuff like that. It was... when Last season, when Gomez was coming on to go centre-half, and say, say for example, Van Dijk goes off, they'd always move whoever Van Dijk's partner was to Van Dijk's position, and Gomez would sort of be his second. Mm. And this time, he took Gomez where Van Dijk was, as though... He's the senior man now, and Matip's is his second type thing, and he dealt with it. With, all right, it was Southampton weren't weren't great at all. Yeah, they they were quite t- poor. It's not the big test, like no, but it was positive. He done what he had the to do. The thing is, like you said before, teams were saying last season, let's get a set piece against him, we'll get a goal. Yeah. That, that if he comes out the, the team, proof, yeah, thing, yeah. And, and and look at honestly, and, and obviously there's no one else. It was it was just me and my missus in the living room. As soon as they got that free kick, I said they'll score yeah. yeah. The fact that Barkley's getting on the ends of it with Millsy and Neil, no. I can't remember Barkley. Like dead. I don't think he ever scored. He just scored one header for Everton, didn't he? I think, I think so, from yeah. a cross, but think, yeah. certainly from a set piece. I don't think I've ever seen him get on the end of a meaningful set piece. The fact yeah. he's beat Lovren in the air for that one, which yeah. is who he beat in the air. Well, Liverpool's whole problem before the last 12 months has been that that was our back five. It's like mm. it's not anymore. But, I mean, with you, what you're saying about Van Dijk there, you were putting a bit of pressure on me last week saying... Do you think do you think you're going to win the league, or do you, do you think would you be disappointed if you didn't? And my response was, well, City can afford to lose almost anyone and have a very good replacement. We're dependent on who gets injured, and I meant Van Dijk and you know a couple of others that you could name. In fairness, I said that today to, to one of my colleagues in work. I said it's almost like what company was like to City three years ago. Van Dijk, you know, they couldn't yeah. afford to lose company, and when they did, for big chunks, they never won the league. You know, yeah. United got away yeah. with it or whatever. That seems to be a similar thing with yeah. you. And I, I, you know, I suppose it is a little bit of a sign that you are going to that next next level because you look at all the teams who won the league consistently. They always had that big centre half, didn't they? Going back to yeah. Tony Adams, Steve Bruce. You know, Most there's always been the one big centre half that dominates and leads. Yeah. Leads, yeah, which is probably yeah. even more. Awesome, John, John Terry, <clears throat> yeah, Ferdinand and, and Visic, yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, in terms of your game, apart from. You know, the defensive side. How did you feel the game went? I thought for the Chelsea game, first half hour, we our midfield struggled, I, I thought. And 
it was it was one of them where you just at, at that moment on thirty minutes I thought we're, we're going to get beat here, but then last ten minutes, fifteen minutes of the first half, we sort of come into it more, and we we I think we were probably the better team come the end of the yeah. first half. Yeah. Um, and then I think Fabinho took a while to get into it. He he, he did struggle. I, I thought. Yeah, it, I, I wasn't. He's off the. He's definitely. You yeah. can see why he's being left out of the of the first team. I, I messaged the lads saying because every time he made a tackle, the referee blew up, and I was like, "Is he getting a hard, hard, or is he is he a yard off it, or is the referee giving him a hard time?" I think it's going to bump me. Yeah, he got a yellow for persistent foul, and, yeah. all, didn't he? and another thing I noticed was he's showing to the defense to take the ball with, but he's not take, he's not accepting it on the turn. He's kind of like flat. And then because he wasn't turned, he had to play it straight back to the defender. Like, and I was thinking, <coughs> this is a bit. Like, you want, I'm, I'm wanting a bit more. Here. Worrying, what was his passing mm. like? You talk about his, his pressing, his defending. <coughs> what was his passing and going uh, forward? His passing was I'd, all right. I, was nice his, his passing was all right. It, 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 don't get me wrong. He weren't pinging balls and he weren't opening up the opposition and stuff like that. But he was. I don't think he, he really gave it away that much with his passing. It was more, as Phil was saying, he was like a yard off the pace. And when when they had their sort of. Waffle air players that he did have on the pitch running at him, they were they were getting past him. What he, he was giving these little fouls away, which he ends up getting booked for the position. Do, do you know what's a, a bit I, hard? I was sorry, I, I watched them. I did try to watch him quite a bit, and because um, for me, obviously, the result wasn't as important as important. Yeah, I, I was watching for being you know, that first half. I we talk about it was almost like he was man for man against them in field, and he did struggle. Literally man for man, he felt like he was yeah. getting all run, like you're saying. When the spe- the spells when he did get into the game or looked like he was more comfortable, for me was more when the opposition dropped off and he was able to get the ball and he had time to add that extra touch to, to turn and, and maybe play it. But it, it looked like he actually looked a bit like Emre Chan, but without the swagger. <laughs> which is which is a it's yeah. an insult. A, a bit of an insult. <laughs> no, but no. on the ball he did. And he yeah. was picking it up off the defence. But the way that Emre Chan's got a bit of an awkward turn when he gets he doesn't naturally turn. But he's confident in his ability, isn't he? He gets his power up then and gets exactly. Going. It, yeah. I think he, he looked like that without the, the good qualities. He might, have had a few, he, might, he might have had a bit of nerves though. Just first yeah. start, he was at Anfield and yeah. every, he knows everyone's dying to see him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and as 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 he did get into the game more, he did look better and better. Don't get me wrong, he didn't set the world to like come nine, come ninety but minutes, it, but he, you could see signs of of his ability. And I think I don't think you'll see him again for for at least a few games. Well, the start the start of the second half was Chelsea did drop off a little bit, and you know he's had more of the ball. And yeah. He was getting, and he, you know he's playing across the back four. He's switching play. There was never any pressure on him. The big turning point for me in his game and your game was when Kante came on. Yeah. As soon as they had two players in there, like Fabregas and Kante, who were getting about, I don't even think I've seen him touch the ball. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I think some of the criticisms a little bit harsh in that. And not just towards him, but a lot of players were making their first start of the season. Some of them were coming back from injuries and things like that. You know, we're like eight or nine games in now, including cup games, aren't we? So it's like... Isn't that what we're trying to get at this the other week? Do you not think that that in some of these easier games where you have been a few goals up or you've been comfortable, wasn't that, like I said, a chance to bring some of these players in and make sure that when you do have a game where they come in, look at Chelsea's changes they made. Apart, I think there was only one player, that Emerson, who hadn't had minutes or decent minutes. My personal opinion on that is it's a bit early in the season to be doing it. So I think... We haven't had... It's only the Southampton game where we've been like clear ahead where you're thinking them changes come in. The other games, Leicester, we were 2-1. Uh, we've won 1-0. We, you know, we're not taking any chances. No, it's not, it's we're not taking plays like, over half-time. There's no chances being taken. Yeah, it's not been like last season where we, we were 3-4-0 up against yeah, teams. Yeah, that's fair, I suppose. And, and, and you have admitted that the front three haven't been fired. And, and I suppose if they were, and you were three goals up, 
But yeah, you might have made them, them decisions then. Yeah. But these players now are all getting more minutes because of the league, mind you, they're not going to get any more. That's the, that's the most disappointing thing about me for dropping out the League Cup. I mean, obviously we can, we can focus more attention on, on other more desirable competitions and stuff, but it, it's the lack of playing time now that other players are going to get and all that. It, it, that is frustrating and it, it probably is one of, the, one of the big frustrations, but for me... I didn't. I didn't want us to go out. I know I said earlier on, if, if you told us beforehand you'll lose that, but you'll win in the league, you'd take it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want us to lose any game. I want, no. uh, especially against Chelsea. I, I hate them as yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't want them to Let, beat let's us. Get in it right. Let's get it right. You know, he put a team out that he thought could win that game. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I obviously, did. And I looked at it, and I mean, we didn't think we'll, we're going to lose this game. I looked yeah. at it and thought we're more than capable of beating this. These, mm. this team, they've got back five though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was worried. I, I mean, like I said, though, I, I think your midfield looked fine. I, I think if you've seen that midfield in, in a league game, you wouldn't be going, oh, what's going on here? But their back four or their back five, I'm not sure if they play the back four anyway, but their, their defenders, yeah, their attackers, they, they, looked at, they looked at a step ahead in terms of, they got Maratta up front. Yeah. Did you start they played Maratta, William and Moses. We had yeah. Sturridge, Shakiri, and Marnie. I don't yeah. think Maratta's. Maratta's awful. I like Maratta. You had a lot of chances to put that game away as well, didn't you? You did, yeah. yeah. I, I was surprised. Like, Mane, Storage had a few at the bar, didn't he? Storage had the one right on, yeah. on, the, on the, the, the start of the year for second half, yeah. yeah. Tough was going well, though, didn't he? The one. Yeah, he did. Well, if that other one, I know it's stupid to say because Storage is known for scoring, but if that chance he missed. The open goals on the other side. It's oh, yeah, it's in yeah. the centre of the goal. It's no, it's an absolute goal. No, no doubt about it. It's a bit frustrating that that went wide because you know we come out like that. And we we might we might have got another one yeah. shortly after. And but it's it's one of them. It's Stur- happened now. There's nothing we can do about it. it we've we've got to try and forget it. Performer last night. I know it's hard to say in the loss, but if you, if you took a positive from last night's game, who would you say? Right Paul Klein had a good game. Okay. You know, I, I I've been I've been sort of thinking our two fullbacks. You never. The, the the two replacements for our two first team fullbacks, well, the replacements aren't good enough. But Klein last night, considering he's been out for so long and he hasn't really had, he only had a, a, a bit of game time during the preseason stuff. I thought he he'd done as well as he could have done. But he didn't he did. really do anything wrong. No, he didn't do nothing wrong. And most of the back five, apart from Marino, you could say that about. But it wasn't what they were doing wrong for me. It's what they didn't get you compared, what they didn't give you compared to the other yeah. players. So, but yeah, I think I, that I'm goes back to what I was saying earlier about if one of them comes into your back four, yeah. they'll probably yeah. slot in and you'll probably be all right with yeah. them. But no, if, would, yeah. if you're swapping all of them, then that's where you're going to I don't think Klein showed the same range of passing mm. as Trent Scott. He hasn't got that. Absolutely not. And he, but he never has though. He's never. No, it's not I, like before I, I Trent come I in. I thought uh, defensively Klein was solid though. Yes, I think yeah. one of the biggest compliments you can give him. Is Azaz had to actually go onto the other side in the end? Yeah, to I was, get got, on the I was ball going to get to something. that. Yeah, he, he, when he did come on, we obviously know Hazard's their main player. He's he's the one who's going to cause us problems, and Klein give him nothing. So he had to move over to the side. I'm surprised he didn't start on that side anyway with Moreno <laughs> being there, because that's exactly what I'd have done if I was if I was there. What a goal, by the way! Well, I mean, it you know, was yeah. Not to say with the defender and stuff like that. No, it was. It was class. It's, it's unbelievable goal. It's one of them. Was, but do you know what? I'm going to say. If Robertson's playing, he doesn't score it. I don't think he does either. I, I didn't watch the game or the second half of the game last night, but I was following it online and it, it made me laugh. One of the, the tweets that came up from a journalist was describing Hazard's goal and he said he'd be Keita, he'd be Firmino, he, he and Moreno twice. Come inside. Did that go through his legs, did it? Yeah, he yeah. went inside yeah. and then megged him the yeah. second time. Doesn't do that to Robbo. No, no, it's not going to happen at the weekend, though. 
we're going to get on to the blues in a minute but I just want to say like, what did you think of Sturridge like, in t- I know he scored the goal what, what about his all round play well, he was alright I don't think he gave us as much as he did when he started last time yeah, because he, he was uh, he was everywhere last time. He was putting a lot of effort in. I don't yeah. think he'd done as much. Looks like he got tired to me. Like, yeah, I, I don't even think he. I, I don't know why though, because he didn't put as much yeah. work in as he did last time. I know, just he won three tackles. I counted, but which is more than he does normally. Yeah. But do you know what? You can't compare him to Firmino's type of output. He's not no, you that, can't. He's never going to give you the same. No one in the world. But you gives you that. So. We'd seen him last time, and he was putting the work rate in, and he was putting himself about. He was he was covering the, the right wing, and he was covering the left wing. And yeah. this, I didn't see much I of that. There's a few time. shouts around me. That I asked the question because there were some people sitting by me, like calling him lazy and things like that. And I didn't really get that. No, I don't think he was so much being lazy. I think it's more he was more in between of the old stories, you know, where he is lazy, and the one we seen last time out where he was doing a lot of work. Yeah. I think he was sort of in the middle of that. I, I'm not, I'm not downhearted about him. I, I think he's still, he's still got a part to play for us this yeah. season. I think we will need him at some point. But um, is asking, asking storage he, depressed? Asking <coughs> an old dog. Actually, well, it's not an old dog. It's, it's just that, that it's no, not it's an old dog. Young. It's just not him. It's just mm-hmm. not him. You know what I mean? But I think he scored the same amount of goals as Kane this season. Three. <laughs> well, I think that's more a reflection of oh, poor Kane's. I'll take that else. for a fourth choice forward. Or what, if Kane, what if Kane only scores four all season? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Um, just be, just before we move on, what what kinds of impact do you think that result's going to have on on Saturday? <laughs> event? Is going to be any bearing on yeah. the way he's well, going? We are to going game? to do a preview of that game, but um, I hope it walls them into a false sense of security. That's my short answer on it. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it'll it'll give give us a bit of a kick up the arse more of. You know, we owe them one now. They've just dumped us out of the cup. We owe them one. I think yeah. that was well. Chelsea are going to come out like they're not going to play as as they did. I, I heard some commentary on it, and they're saying they were missing. Uh, oh, Jorginho. Sorry, and like he's such a key man for them, and all the players will be going through them. Him and so it's it's a it's a massive game. It's, it's your biggest test of the season in the league. Yeah, we'll we'll get on to that when yeah. we're previewing it more. But our midfield's going to be completely different as yeah. well, and I think I think it is a big difference as well. Yeah, I reckon I know right. what team are going to play. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone does, don't they? Yeah. So we'll move it on to the Everton Everton game then. What what, what were your thoughts on it? <laughs> I think me me and Judge Neil need to stop speaking on WhatsApp after the game because we exhausted all our opinions on on Sunday. But yeah. we'll, we'll recap them. We've got different opinions on it. I'll I'll start with mine first. Arsenal are one of those teams this season that are there to be leapfrogged. Yes, we're in a transition ourselves, but based on our performance, especially first half, the amount of possession we had and the trouble we were causing by pressing high up, I'm really disappointed by the by the end result. Really disappointed because they were there for the taking. Yeah. Not only are they there to be leapfrogged this season, they were there for the taking on Sunday, yeah. and we just weren't aggressive enough or clever enough. Not too sure which one it is really. But we didn't have the nous to, to go and beat them. Was, was there a there question of quality? Because I've, I've, I've well, seen yeah, a lot of sticks. Tom Lewin, like, yeah. um, if he put that goal away, that, that one-on-one he had, the, the game would have been completely turned of the third. We weren't clinical. Um, it's it's just one of those things. It's it's so frustrating because we... we wouldn't say we don't. We, we were the better team for the first... Well, first half, definitely. Obviously, then Lacazette scored that goal. And then just literally... Um, just turn the game on its head. It's the, um, it was the it, difference, it, it, it's the yeah. difference isn't it? What, what they, they had up front and what we had up front was, was the difference. But uh, again, you'd expect a Premier League striker, whether it be Calvert-Lewin or not, to be putting that chance away. And even if he didn't, you'd then expect Theo Walcott, who had an identical chance before the full half-time, 
to put his away or, or find the right square ball. Didn't they score chances. a bit of a whaley when their first goal? The, the first goal he had, I mean, they were on the, the sort of edge of the box and he, he put it in the top corner. Uh, the second goal, I mean, to sound like a bit of a bit, it was offside. Um, but we could, uh, yeah. we, could, we could have defended it better still. We, we, we tried to play the, the offside trap, which you can argue worked, but, you know, we, we sort of relied on it being offside. Three of our defenders had their arms in the air appealing, opposed to, you know, yeah. getting on with it until until the whistle. But we, we certainly <coughs> could have defended better. The, the lack of quality, yes, it was at the top end of the pitch, but also in, 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 in our box as well, I think. I think I think, I think the comment that come out after the game um, was that, they were just more decisive in both boxes, and, that, and that's probably fair. Yeah, we did have chances, and and I think you you, you add to the decisiveness. You, you probably include Czech in that because Czech, yeah. Czech for by Sky's admission was man of the match. So uh, that that says something when their keeper gets man of the match. Yeah. We did have a lot of chances. I'd say fifty percent of the chances were good saves from Czech. Fifty percent of the chances you'd expect a top striker or top attackers to be taken. It looked a lot. It reminded me a lot of a Martinez away against the top four performance where we dominate the ball, we have loads <coughs> of chances early on, don't take them, and then suddenly it's the, the world-class forward or the world-class attackers from the top four side or top five side that, that take us apart. I mean, you only have to look at the two goal scorers for them, Lacazette and Aubameyang, the two players <laughs> that we've got nothing like. Mm. Got nothing like the, 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 you know, the clinical attacking uh, finishes that they are. Look, Richarlison, you know, we've gone on about him and we, we rate him highly, but he's still a... More of a, a Coutinho type player than he is a, you know, an out and out player as well. Yeah, he's he? still a very young player. I mean, no one could knock his performance on on Sunday. No, you know, he, he made things out of nothing. There was long balls getting played up, and he's pinning defenders, bringing the ball down, taking inside, and getting a shot off, and and forcing the keeper to put out for a corner. So he he's single handedly yeah. creating chances for himself. He didn't have anything creative for him did he on Sunday. No. So I think there's certain players who still come out of the game with a lot of credit, but. You know, you can look at the two boxes, but you can also look at our toothless midfielders, can't you? You know, and say that I can see your point there. However, I mean, we had a discussion last week after the West Ham game about Garner Guy's performance. I, I thought he stunk, and and you've seen things a little bit differently. He, he definitely didn't stink on Sunday. He had one of his best games. He was pressing high up. He was winning the ball. Tom Davis and me had, had, had a really good game as well. A couple of his passes in the second half went astray, especially down the right hand side where Kenny and Walcott were making runs, and I, I can. Remember him putting a ball out to play for a goal kick on a move we were sort of building, but I, I don't really agree. I thought I thought in between the boxes was where we were better. I, I think what you're getting at with in relation to Guy, you you prefer him massively as as the deeper player, don't you? Where he was Sunday, yeah, yeah just yeah. just playing as the six yeah. with, with someone in front of him. And I think what you've got to ask then is if Schneiderlin is fit, does does Silver have to consider going? Well, either Schneiderlin has to play ahead of him or. I don't know. I mean, I think it was I, I obvious. Silver went to win that game on Sunday. You could tell mm. by how we were pressing them up, up top. We he knew their weakness was checks ha- having a mare this season playing out from the mm. back. They haven't got good central defenders. That's Socrates. Looked like he was a rep in Malia. Yeah, yeah he, he was terrible. Went, <laughs> off the, went off for the dead leg. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I yeah. got a dead leg. Just walk. No, get out the car today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they were there for the taking. Except Silver knew that he set up to win that game. It was interesting to me. Because we went to win that game, he didn't play Schneiderlin and Garner. He only played one of them. Games we want to win, we can only play one of them. No, no, I, 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 I don't know if he, he didn't play Schneiderlin because, again, his state of mind, you know, how much that, that's affected him. He took him off half-time last week. Hasn't played a minute this week, despite the way the, the game was going. Might have suggested at some point and maybe coming on. But I, I, I'm not quite of the same 
it'll hold the same opinion of you that, that Gannon and Schneiderlin can't play. You don't have to look at the way that Chelsea have used Kante this year. I think he looked... I, I mean, I'd like to think he's got more about him, but I think he maybe even looked at the way that um, Sarri had moved Kante further up the pitch and, and looked at even the way at times Kante managed to do it for France and thought, hold on, Gannon's a similar type of player in terms of the profile to Kante. Why can't I do the same? I don't think... Get, don't get me wrong, I don't think... I'd like to think anyway. Once we once we uh, get all our new signings in, that that it partnership, may change, yeah. it may that partnership, that partnership, I think needs to be broken up. But in the meantime, I, I really struggle with Davis. You know, does, does, really does Davis? I mean, we're going to move on to the game of the weekends later. But does Davis keep that chair for you? Does he play on Saturday, or, or do you drop him? I think against Fulham, I think he's got to he's got to be dropped because yeah. I, I think the, the 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 form and the way the Fulham are playing. All right, they're not they're not. I think they must be still be in the bottom of the half of the league. If they're not, then they're, they're not much. I think they are, yeah. yeah. So I think clearly they've, they've got goals in them. You know, they've got some adventurous attacking players. They've got a Serie in their midfield who looks a player yep. similar to Cater in terms of his energy and stuff all over the pitch. And I think I'd be worried with Davis in there. I think he just goes missing a little so bit. I thought Davis played well on Sunday. I mean, it's great that we have these debates and different opinions, obviously, because. The, the listeners are probably have 50% looking at it one way and 50% the other but I thought he played no, really I, well I think what was refreshing was the energy you got out of him and I think when you're playing like you said I think it was the right player for the right game in that sense because we needed energy in order to try and press them from the front and, and get higher up the pitch quicker I think if you've got Schneiderlin that generally the lines are closed a lot slower mm. I think he picked Calvert-Loon for the same reason he knew Calvert-Loon had the legs to go and press the keeper quickly to go and run from one side of the pitch to the other and the first 20 minutes the, the decisions were justified weren't they right. but I think as the game become tighter or there was there was times when you needed that little bit more I mean when we had a grip of the game you're looking at the first 10 minutes the second half that was the time when we said we needed to score wasn't it the decision to play Calvert-Lewin was the correct one because look at what happens with, with our chances that he broke he was playing on the shoulder and he had the beating of his men every time he was getting in it's just the finishing mm. it's getting in that position and not being able to not only finish because the square ball was the on very it was a decision and I don't even know what he tried to do. He just seems to fall over like a game of Jenga. He tried to do like a step over and take <laughs> it, take it out, out away from away from Shek, and he just literally, I don't know, he <laughs> fell on ice. That must have been a bit of ice in the grass or something like because it was it was shocking. Um, the, the ball to Richardson was on, hmm. um, but for Everton, or to people, you said just to just be start talking about about the game on the Sunday for Everton. Um, if other teams that are more clinical go to Arsenal. Ten have ten chances against them. Six on target. Arsenal get beat. Teams who are worse than us will win at Arsenal this yeah. season. It's frustrating. Like. So, do you think playing Davis against Arsenal is quite a positive managerial decision? Yeah. Like it's not something that Allardyce would have done, is it? He went to win, like I said. Yeah. He, he went on Sunday to win, which is as I never told it. It's, it's refreshing and pleasing. Martinez was sort of the same cut from the same cloth. It was go toe to toe with these teams. There was times we got turns over. I mean, at Anfield especially, we, we got a, a couple of highlands and Man City had a field day against us once as well. But he went there to win and yes, Sam Allardyce would never have done that. that, that it, David Moyes wouldn't have done that either. That's where you've got to say it. I heard the words arrogance coming out and I know it was one of the lads in the Evan group who's maybe having a little dig, but I don't think you can use the words arrogance when you're saying and, and rightfully saying he's gone there for, to win and we, and we probably should have at least got a draw if not one. So I don't think that's arrogance if the points were there for the taking. And you're saying, you know, that that's a team that can be got at this season. So I don't. I think that the f- criticism of Silver coming out the game is very unfair. 
because as you say, the decisions he's made were right. Mm. Davis to come into the team was right. He gave us the energy. Calvert Lewin to come into the team was right. I actually said last week on the podcast, I thought he was going to go with that front three because they're the ones with the most energy that be able to, to to hit them on the break. So I think the criticism is unfair because I think the ju- the way you judge a manager's tactics before the game and even at half time half time is obviously the performances immediately after the breaks. For the first half an hour we were the best team. For the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half we were the best team. So I just think it's those moments in between them when you need a bit more decisiveness, a bit more leadership mm. from certain players on the pitch, which were, which were drastically lacking, aren't we? I think with Silver as well, Silver was asked before the game about this, I think Carragher said about the the statistic, if that's right, against the top six teams. And he, um, Silver was asked this question, he went, yeah, I've told him not to fear no one, just to try. And clearly he, he took that into this game. He said, you know what, go for it, go and try and get the win. And... Like the boys have both, both said that we were clearly the better side. We're just not clinical enough at the moment. Not, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't see. I didn't see your game. I only seen it. I literally switched it on as Lacazette's goal was going in. Which was what a chance! What a chance! Well, it was a beautiful <laughs> goal. Like I, it did put a smile on my face. But Gosh. after the game, like I, I only seen it from that point on, and they were they were the better team from that goal. I think mm. you, your head sort of dropped afterwards. No, I, I disagree. We were still playing football and trying trying to get a goal back. I think I, I think th- they I, had I they had a spell. I'll be honest, but yeah, for that fifteen minutes, yeah. I think I think we looked miles. You know, and and when it's two nil, I, I think as a as a person watching the game, you don't even think about who's the best team anymore because you you've been watching. If you've been watching that game for fifteen minutes, you've seen them score two. You're thinking mm. they're miles the best team yeah. right now. And oh, well, what I was going to say as well, after, after the game, they sort of, I can't remember who the pundit was in, in, this, in the studio, but they were saying, it was the difference in that, Lacazette. They said, if, Defoe, if ever, Defoe and Carragher. If was, ever, yeah. yeah, it was Defoe yeah. they were asking. They said, if if Lacazette played for Everton in this game, would the scoreline have been the other way around? Yeah. And they both said, yeah, like obviously I didn't see the, the other game, you just sort of covered it yourself now anyway, but you know, it, it's sort of opening your eyes a bit to... You, you need to address this and if it carries on it needs to be addressed in January doesn't it? Yeah ab- absolutely I think Millsy certainly been say, saying it for a while and, and most Evertonians would, would admit it no matter how much they, they liked or disliked the Kaku we've never replaced him or come close to replacing him the Cheng Tosin sign in the middle of last season was a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air because we didn't have anyone we didn't even have a, a striker whatsoever so to see someone come in who was just holding the ball up you know running in the channels, finishing and taking his chances. And I said last week, it was a concern for me that he hasn't hit the ground running, he's not scoring chances. And the longer that goes on, there is going to be the question marks of whether you put Richarlison down the centre. And now that Bernard seems to be finding his feet and, you know, the more minutes he gets, the the, the better he's going to be and, and the more likely it's going to be that he starts most games. Well, Walcott left Arsenal to have a go at, as a central yeah. striker as mm. well. So there's an option there. But again, though, he's had that chance... And uh, Sunday, and that, that, yeah. that sums up why he doesn't play straight up the middle all the time. Because again, I don't know if you've seen the chances, but Walcott is just one where if he takes another stride instead of stretching for it, he would have been a- close enough to the ball to lift it over the yeah, keeper. Yeah, seen it on match of the day. He's kind of just of slashed at it. It's the first chance he's with had. that. As you're saying, he's he's left Arsenal to try and get centre forward role. But if he's a centre forward, that goes in, doesn't it? Yeah, he does play a different role at us. We, we said last week how he plays inside he, forward, yeah, inside forward, similar to how you play place or played Salah last year. Yeah. He wasn't hugging a touchline; it was part of a three. Yeah, yeah. Going, you know, going forwards. For me, to, to touch up, to just to, for, for me to close upon the game, I'm more disappointed with the result than the performance. The performance for me was good. You it was what? just disheartening that you know. 
you could sort of see what was going to happen at half time. It was like familiarity, we wasn't it? We haven't taken that, our chances here. That's what I was going to say. So like the story of this game seems to be about strikers not taking the chances, but. Like what? What's the stat? You've won two games out the last fifty. You've won one all season. Oh, sorry. no, no, it's against, against the top six. six. Against the top six. Yeah. So, is there a, is there like a psychological? Yeah, there is. Of course, there is barrier for everything. It's like it the same is. with the derby, isn't it? It's the fear. It's like it's, it I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's got to be that. It is. So it's the just, men- It's a mental. It's a mental block, and Silver's tried to take that pressure off off the players and said, you know what, you're not good enough. Go and do it. And then once and you say that, you've got to act by your convic- you know, act on your convictions by yeah. actually then playing attacking teams and, and not being scared as just a manager. Just as well with, with this season, uh, like just in the last just go last game, like we were the West Ham game, we, we were awful. Not the West Ham game, was it West Ham? West yeah, Ham home. Yeah, yeah, we were awful. Um, but obviously we tried to take the positives out of it. But then obviously we played Arsenal, and there was a completely there was two different teams. It was two different. Like watching two different teams. Was we set up differently. Yeah, it was. It, it, was, it was more positive. Just like I don't like all this. Bashing of Everton, like, but this this week we can be upset with how Everton performed because they were the better team for majority of the game. Obviously, the result, <laughs> the result, obviously doesn't say that. Like, but was I was happy, happy, but unhappy. <laughs> I was happy with the team, but unhappy with the results. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Do you know what, result, what I what I thought, what I've thought about you this season? That were lovely. He is not. Now this, I'm not trying to have a go at you and trying to wind us up or not like that. Genuine. See question. the rod coming out. No, no, for the benefit of the listeners, Gary's just pulled out a big fishing rod. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, this is what I'm saying because it's gonna, it's gonna sound like it is that, but I'm not. It's, it's a small. genuine question. Are you not worried about the goals you're leaking? Like I know, I know the Arsenal one. It was, a, it was a bit of a worldie from Lacazette that goal. I knew the other goal. It was, it was well offside. Oh yeah, the other one was offside. I know, but even still, you, have you how many clean sheets this season? Have you no, kept? We haven't. We haven't. No, that's what I mean. And, and no, we've said that. We've but said your goalie's just been rewarded with a six-year deal. We've, we've said that though, but that's a that's a bit harsh to be having a go at the keeper because I, no, I'm I not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not specifically having a goal pick for. But I'm saying it's a bit. Well, it well, is a bit bizarre. Well, well, it's not bizarre, is it? Because he, he's the, the timing one, of it. Well, he's the one. He's the one. Um, aspect of that defensive line really that okay yeah he's made that mistake against West Ham but, he, but he's the player who's got most potential to stay up and if you, you're trying to build a foundation and trying to build a strong back five if you include your keeper you nail down the ones that you want to keep long term yeah. I don't think there's anyone in that back four and, and it shows about how many changes he's, changes he's made to the back four That that's another factor I think you know you make that many changes setting back four. You found with Klopp last year. Yeah, we know keep that changes more than anyone, taking yeah. players in and out. You're never going to get that stability, and you've, you're going to struggle to keep clean sheets. The other factor, which I think is just as significant, is we've you know we've played a few games in the or the first few games of the season. We've scored two, conceded two. As soon as you start can stop scoring goals, which we have in the last couple of games, you only scored one against West Ham, didn't score against Arsenal. It actually puts more pressure on your defensive defensive line, and actually starts leading to more mistakes. Now. I, th- I think in the Arsenal game, all right, that second goal is offside, but it was shambolic shape at the back. Mm. Kenny is indecisive on what what you don't appreciate or most people haven't brought up about that that goal is there's a zoomers about you know he's on the halfway line. You've got Keane about twelve yards behind him, and you've got Kenny another 12, 12 or twenty yards behind him. When the ball gets played in behind Keane, Kenny's keeping like four players on side or three players on side. All, all those things, it, it, you know it. I think the combination of the fact we are leaking goals, the, the, the fact that he's changing the defenders consistently and and just as significant, the fact the defenders are now thinking we can't afford to make a mistake here. 
and it's the pressure, yeah. isn't it? There's a massive, there's a lot of pressure on the defenders' back. The only two that are going to fully fit, that are going to start uh, for Everton's back, back four, well, obviously five, five, sorry, is Pickford and Coleman. The other, the other two centre halves and the left back. I think Dinya maybe Dinya. Yeah, he is. But he's there'll be times where Baines will Baines, come back yeah, in. Yeah. But and, you, and you know what? The, sorry, Neil. The, no, the, sorry, the, the, the thing you're alluding to that maybe there is, you know, we've. And, and probably the, the biggest point that I didn't bring up there is no leader, is there? No. Even no. Baines brings that to the table. So well, you, extent, you were calling for Jaggy Elka last week, weren't you? When, he's fit, when he's fit, he's yeah. got to go what, back. What, you're, he's what you're saying about shape there, Judgy, like, I can't help but think the manager or the coach who's taking the sessions, you know, it's not a hard thing to get right, that is it, at this level? It, it, it is. It like, is. You're not training at all. You're not practicing that. Does it come across that way? It, it, it is if you factor in. And so, so, so Keen, so Keen had that head injury. He hasn't trained for two weeks. He's not playing in that, that shape work, is he? Yeah. Dinier is obviously just coming to the team. Yeah, okay. Maybe he's, he's had a few sessions in there. Coleman's just got injured two weeks ago. He comes out the team. You have got a young kid coming in there. Zuma's new to the squad. Again, I, I've got question marks, and uh, you know it's easy to have question marks now. And I know the two weeks I was ago I was saying he. You know, he's done really well, but you're starting to look at him now. And I said to the lads, he looks like a player who's been relegated last year, as in he's mm. not sure about his decisions. He's checking his shoulder, looking for some kind of assurance. I think even for Stoke, he would have had someone like Shawcross. You know, Balling it's when we go behind the zoom, but he seems to be like, oh, that's that then. Well, that's it. I think, I think it's a psychological <laughs> thing again yeah. with Phil. Like he's got yeah. a losing mentality. Well, there we go, yeah. He plays well when we're at nil nil or, or if we're winning a game and, and he's got the ball and he's looking forward and stuff. But like Judge said, it's. It, it seems to be an attitude problem in Zoom. When we go behind, it's just like... He's headed off. He'd be a Chelsea if he didn't have fours, wouldn't he? Like, yeah, that's true, yeah. Where if you, if you did, and, but again, I think the, the key to that is you do have someone experienced alongside you. You get that rocket up your backside or you know you get someone having a way in you. Well, it's like what we've seen with Gomez, isn't it? You know, yeah, Teddy, the impact Teddy was his biggest bloody yeah. hater, really. He didn't yeah. want him near the team, did he? And, no. and this season, you can't fault him at all being next to Van Dijk. Yeah, no, not Teddy's not left the country and went to Australia because he's after his words. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be someone of high quality. It, it could be like a, Just a, a someone who's going to talk to him. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't good because he was a class player, but someone like a Jamie Carragher next to Zuma would be, would be an ideal. Someone's going, you get your heads up now, what do you do? Yeah. You don't have to let it drop, you, you're up. That was like says in a Carragher voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To me, though, a bad just think for Everton... It's going to be all chop and change until we have we've been plagued with injuries, and I don't want to use injuries as an excuse, but it will be quite easy to. But I until uh, go ahead, George, you do that for us in a sec when I start stuttering. So when when we have a full a fully fit squad, which is not always going to happen, when we've got your Jag, Jaggy Elka back, you've got Mina, you've got Zoom, you've got Hoggett, you've got Keane, you've got Dean, you've got Baines, you've got Coleman, you've got Kenny. He has got a choice of yeah, do you know what? You play your best back five. Pickford's Pickford's number one. That's not changing. Back four. Let, let's see how they play as a team. We can't mention. I think they said it on the on the the post post match stuff in the studio after the game on Sunday, and mean they're saying mean is mean has become a boss player while he's been injured. Like he's become even better while he's been injured because yeah, Everton's defence are playing. I so think. Bad. I like, think the amount of expectation on his shoulders now. Could be to your detriment. I think he could come into this team if he makes if he, like what you were saying to me at the beginning of the season. You want first game of the season, Allison, big mistake, Liverpool lose one nil. If Mina comes into your team now, everyone's expecting him to be this Mate, big leader. Yeah, maybe I, we're not big and mean enough to the level like you, big Allison. Us three are quite honest in the fact that, that we're we not really know. looking I'm at Mina. I'm not saying, it, I'm not saying that, but what but what Neil's just the one who's just said it. People are looking. He's got better in his absence because no, no, of how the, bad no, he's sorry, been. I, 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 the way I worded that, I probably worded it wrong. Sorry, the the, the, the commentator was saying that 
because how bad Everton's back well centre half compared and have been mean is not by the fans. The no. fans just want him to come in. And, and but I do think you, I do think a lot of your fans are all right. Maybe not you three, but I've I've seen a lot on Twitter where people are like we need Mina. You know what? Though, me. You know I've got a feeling that Silva's protecting him in that way. I, I think that he, he thinks in his eyes that Mina long term is going to be a you know five years, ten years. You know if he if he's if we're successful enough, he's going to be a, a long term centre back for Everton. Long term and. And if he's trying to protect an asset, probably the way that Klopp's doing with Fabinho, I'd like to think that as a manager, he's thinking, this is not the right time to bring one of my prize assets into this team. It's going to kill until him confidence Until clicking a bit better. Exactly, until, until he's got a, defender, a defensive partner who he thinks is capable of playing alongside him. Because you've got to consider he's got a... I can sound like uh, Liam Neeson here. He's got a unique set of uh, skills. <laughs> <laughs> no, find you. Know, you. <laughs> no, because in the sense that he, he seems to be ridiculous in the air, you know, when he, he uh, you know, from watching him at Barcelona, he's good on the ball and stuff, but he's also got some flaws in his game where I think they could get unpicked quite easily if he picks him alongside the wrong person. You know, add to the mix, he's never played in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, there's some, it could end up that we've paid so much for this asset and he's worthless because we've we've killed him. What I will say, Gary, to, to answer that question is all three of us on this show have said we want Jaggy Elka back in. We haven't said we want Mina. Yeah, no, no. We, we know where the problem no, lies. No, well, I did say that. I did say that before. It's and maybe not you three, but I have seen a lot on oh, Twitter. Course, obviously, yeah. that people have been saying we God need Mina in now. Media. We need him back now. Why isn't he playing? They're asking the question why. So there's no why he's not. Is he injured he, or is he? He has been injured. He's been training for the past week or so. I mean, we'll touch upon it later. The, the, the Carabao Cup game next week. I'd imagine we'll see him then. Do you know? Mina, yeah, I, th- I think we'll. I'm just, I was just having a little think about it when you were talking about it then and I think back to the Wolves game which was one of our better performances despite the fact we had 10 men and they scored with a free kick which okay was a Jags mistake Jags gets sent off after that then he scores with a header I think even in the the, the first home game and, and sorry yeah in the first home game and in sorry, that away game yeah I, I, I don't know I, I think the only thing we were missing was someone to, to just come and put their head on the ball. Mm. If you put meaning into there, who's going to put his head on the ball? And then you put an experienced head and shoulders in there. I don't know, you might, you might have a combination that, that mm. at least will start getting clean sheets. But Do you know when, you, when you're lacking a leader in the back four, can the keeper ever compensate for that? And does your keeper... Well, Pickford's commented on that, hasn't he? Saying he's finding it hard at the moment, adapting himself because they've gone from man to man to zonal. Oh, right, okay. So in a lot of the criticism of, of the set pieces, mm. he said, well... It's hard for me at the moment to be coming and claiming crosses because it is typically harder in a zonal marking system for the keeper to come and claim the ball because you've got people in your way. Yeah. Whereas in the man-to-man, you can see, well, he's there. There's my big gap to go through. He's, he said in a few interviews that he himself is adapting, so I don't think he's sure what, enough in himself. What to about organising shape? Like, you do see him. He's quite vocal. He's, he, is. he is quite vocal, but the actual an actual leader... I don't know. I'm not sure if anyone's listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, he is quite small. So the shape, on, the shape on a zonal mark as well, it's difficult because the players know the shape it's yeah. been drilled into them. Yeah. Does he actually, you know, obviously, I, again, I'm not baiting or nothing like that. Oh, These go. games where you're conceding the goals and stuff and, all right, it, you've, you've said it, your back four changing constantly and stuff like that. Is Pickford making saves in these games that are, that are keeping you in it, the score down? I don't think he had. That's again looking back. Suddenly he hasn't really had any decent saves to make, has he? That Lacazette, Lacazette one's unsavable. Yeah. And the other, and the one from Aubameyang is is like six yards out, so you can't really. There's, there's one he made on Sunday in the first half, wasn't there? Where they broke through and they had the mm. shot he done. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. And, and he, he made, made a good save. Yeah, so there's one. Yes, we, we haven't played the best teams though. We haven't really been exposed other than 
set pieces that are coming in and we can't defend them. Yeah. No, but yeah, to answer your question, he has made saves. Like, he, like obviously, he made a save where he actually caused a mistake. He dropped, he come off, he's done like a, a carriage where he dropped the ball basically, but then he he done well, that. Pickford made save. another mistake. Man. No, that no, was the first made, one he made. No, the save in Southampton we were talking about, you know, where he, he kind of he spills it, it, didn't he? He spills in, Danny Ings comes in yeah. and he, 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 he smothers the yeah. ball. Yeah, so Be- it's before Gary uh, drops any more bait, I think we better move on to our social media <laughs> section. My favourite part of the show. Um, and I'll start with a nice, nice, light-hearted question for all of us. This one comes from Phil, who listens with his son. It's a question from both of them, and it's come via the website. So Phil wants to know what's the first goal that we ever remember seeing live. And his was uh, Heath against Forest on the 10th of September, 1988. And his son's first goal was Fellaini's against United in 2012. I'll start with you, Judge. Would yeah. You? Inchy, uh, I'm not sure I can, I, I can match that. I was saying that, that it probably wasn't. My first one was Tony Cotty, uh, 1993, one of the earlier games of that season. Um, it was Sheffield United, it was 4 2. Cotty got a hat trick that day. The other scorer was John Ebrill, he didn't score many goals, so that, that was a bit of a collector's item. Yeah. But decent win for us at that time. And I, I for eight years old, still, can yeah, still eight years old, I just, turn, just turned eight. Well, I, I believe. Again, I believe that it must have been a ticket ball for me birthday because yeah. I think it was. The t- I look back before and I think it was the twenty first of August, yeah. the game, which is four days after my birthday. But it, there was games I went to before that. I think, I think when I, when you raised the question earlier, as I think about it, puts the first goal I can rem- or the first goals I can remember yeah, being yeah. scored. Fair. How about you, Neil? What was yours? Mine was actually on the twenty first of January, my actual birthday, um, in nineteen ninety five against Crystal Palace, Duncan Ferguson. I couldn't stay for the full game though, because <laughs> I fell down the stairs and popped my ankle. So um, something's never changed. Something, yeah, but I was a, obviously a child, so I was like getting excited. He was missing his mum, and he wants I was to missing. Go. I was missing. I was missing Lynn. That's fine. But um, so something's never changed. Neil staying or yeah, uh, you know what I mean. No, but I was like, earlier. Yeah, that's standard. <laughs> I was running like down the stairs, like towards the pitch, and then running back, and then I sort of missed a step, and then when the first of many future tears to be shed. Yeah, at Goodison. Yeah. Harsh. What, what about you, Mills? <laughs> first goal I seen. I mean, it was uh, I bunked in three quarter time uh, with my dad. We were never the the richest family, so it was one of those when my dad realised I was getting into football. Yeah. Took me time for three quarter time. Gates open ten minutes. Ten minutes to go, and I seen Tony Cotty equalise in nineteen ninety four against Arsenal. Uh, first full game was the ninety four ninety five season in Grange Stewart, opening yeah. a score against Aston Villa. That was the game the Park End opens. Yeah, remember yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. And he scored a great chip at the Park End. But I've got two really. The, the first full game was Grange Stewart, but the first actual goal was Tony Cotty. Cotty again, two. Yeah, well, like like Judge, I, I went to games before this, but the one I can actually remember seeing live was uh, League Cup Final oh one. Uh, Robbie Fowler against Birmingham. Gary has um, shown his age here. Yeah, his I, young age. I always forget how young you are. Well, in all fairness, you, though, you're, you're in all fairness though, when we do get to Phil's in a sec, because we've obviously discussed this, I was 11 on mine, and I think you were 11 on yours. Yeah. No, nothing's wrong with you. you know, just, I think, no, just, I, I, like, to me, that feels like it was like last week. I remember that goal, <laughs> everything about it. It shows yeah. how crap your last 15 years is. <laughs> your well, yeah, that was mine, and, it, and what a goal it was <laughs> as well, by the way. Yeah, it was class. He hit it like, on, the, on the turn, didn't he? On, on like, the, the half volley over yeah. the goal. A Cardiff was that, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cardiff. Yeah. Well, mine was the same player many years earlier. It was um, I got a Christmas ticket, and the game was New Year's Day, nineteen ninety six, and we were playing Nottingham, Nottingham Forest, and uh, it was Collymore's. We just bought him off Forest, and it was his first game against them. And uh, so we got Steve Stone was the first goal I remember against us. We went two 0 down. I think it was probably in tears. 
Um, and then on the half hour, Robbie Fowler scored a dive and and then he scored another dive and just on, on the uh, on half time. We went on to win four two. Collie Moore scored. Kissed All right, the we're not analysing that game. Badge. <laughs> 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 no, I, I was eight. I can't remember anything else that happened. No, I do remember, remember the goal. Do you know what though? Dive and I feel like that's something that's gone out the game. When the last one I remember is Van Persie. Van Persie, yeah. Apart from yeah. that. Klinsman made half a career on it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Phil Neville score one against Everton for us? <laughs> <laughs> then probably the sent off after him. Against Everton. Scored, 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 yeah. scored on oh, goal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was quite nice though, with the exception of Gary, because Gary must have grown up in the times when there's a bit more money about, but all of yeah. ours, or, or four of ours, were either around our birthday or around Christmas, and Millsy had to bunk it. It just shows, even though everyone goes on about... Everyone goes on about... Thatcher's Britain in the 90s. I was going to say, everyone goes on about how inaccessible Premier League games are and how the ticket yeah. prices have gone up, but people seem to be able to afford them compared to you know the 90s Back when not as many yeah. people could. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, nice question, that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. Um, OK, I'll start with the Liverpool one then. So we'll... This one's from John on Instagram. Um, if Liverpool don't win... Like, I didn't want to answer this one. I think this is bait, and I think it's potentially fair. from a blue. But if Liverpool don't win anything, <laughs> should, Klopp, should Klopp be sacked <laughs> due to his, how, how long he's been at the club and how much Liverpool have spent? Does he mean this season? Or does he mean if it, if it continues... Answer the question, If Liverpool don't win anything... Answer the question, didn't stipulate Okay. Well, the question. Let's question. assume it means this season. Okay. What a ridiculous... I'm sorry, John. I'm going to call you out on this. Mate. And he's a red, by the way. We've checked. Yeah, we've checked. I, I thought you were a blue. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, who? what I'd like to ask John is, who are you going to get? Who, who would you get if, if if we get rid of Klopp? We are getting better and Our better. Our available. We're getting better. Oh, God, my phone's ringing. That's John. <laughs> John. John's, John's, John's calling the studio, ladies and gentlemen. It's me boss from work. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'm in trouble. Um, Aren't you meant to be working tonight? <laughs> <laughs> he is working. Um, what were we saying? <laughs> right, yeah, John, back at you. Now, um, I think Liverpool have, have progressed season upon season, and I think that's the main thing. So, if, if we come second in the in the Champions League and second in the league, would you sack Klopp? Absolutely not. Don't be silly. Can, can I play devil's advocate here? Come on. Right there. Just let me get my response out because this, oh, is, all, okay, this is all you're getting out of me. Okay. Ludicrous, ludicrous question. No is the answer. Okay. <laughs> I'll play devil's advocate here. Um, how long does it go before you then look at it? Has you got two or three more seasons? If you finish third, second, third, mm-hmm. and you get to a semi-final and a final in two or three years' time and you've been beating teams heavily playing great football. He, I've said before on the show, has got this Mr. Liverpool aura. user unanimously behind him. He's in love with you and you're in love with him. How long does it get without a trophy before you say there could be an argument for a Mourinho or an Angelotti type who can go and win 1-0 in a big game? Consistent stagnation. While, while you're improving season upon season, you stick with him, don't you? Once you reach a plateau... And you're like, this is the same thing every season now. We're not going to get... And you don't feel like it's ever going to change. Once that feeling consumes the fan base, then yeah, then you start to look for a change. But So is it the fan base then? You just said it consumes the fan base, so it's just, just the fans. If the fans keep loving him, is he staying? Once the feeling of stagnation is like in the air and everyone knows it, that for me, that's when I'll say... Well, isn't losing, like, what is it, four cup finals? Is that stagnation? No, we're getting better every year, clearly. You know, the thing better, is, though, like Gary you, mentioned, you're getting further away. You finished fourth with, with the, in the past we were in two the Champions seasons, League final you? last year. Yeah. And See, Gary like, mentioned Twitter a minute ago, like, about some going to Everton, and obviously, last year when the Champions League, obviously, final happens and whatever, you're playing boss football last year, but we've seen fans saying enough is enough. 
and time to get time to change and all stuff like this. So fans plural or Paul Kerlet? I'm not mentioning names. <laughs> what <laughs> is this? Just... Did Kaylee say that? I'm, I'm not a what? part of Klopp. I so anyway, up. that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're getting away from from, I, I from the question. Yeah, I mean, me and Judgey spoke about this because we obviously see the questions pre-show. And Judgey, the really good point I thought, which Reds will probably disagree with, he referred to the Arsene Wenger, Aitas and Arsenal. They were constantly qualifying for the Champions League and they were winning the FA Cup more times than they weren't in the past five years of his career there. Winning at the Cup is, is not stagnation for me. It's not. They wanted him out because they wanted better. They wanted to go and win the you Premier what, League you know and the, the Champions the League. The thing that stuck up for me, they were actually sick of just the good footy and not and not being decisive and not being you know having that killer edge in the big big games. And look, the big games you've done well, so it's typically under and that's improving. But the big big games, the cup finals, the, the games mm. that you that's defining your season. Under Arsene Wenger, we had the Invincibles. So that it was an epic fall from Greece for him. Didn't so, I mean, Evan end that? We ended that, didn't we? <laughs> Did you? That, um, Dwayne Rooney, Rooney goal, yeah. yeah. What a goal. No, just an epic fall from Greece, wasn't it, for, for Arsene Wenger? Liverpool, not, not nowhere near that. Mate, they, were still okay, consistent just, just every, they were still consistent every year, challenging for the Champions League yeah, every there's year. there's a huge difference between where they are and where we are. Just to sign Joe question then. And, and you okay. Forget about the word stagnation. How many seasons? So you're going on stagnation. How many seasons without, without a trophy? A trophy? We're not saying you, that doesn't define it at all at any point. Okay, so it? if we win a trophy this year, does that change it? If we win the FA no. Cup and we start holding that flag, we're no. saying it's been like eight years and if it comes to eight years and it starts, what you are doing to us, does that change it? No, Gary? not for me. Gary, does it? No. Gary, that's the same website. I, doesn't, I think, okay, me. if we win a trophy every year for the next few <laughs> <three> years. <laughs> <laughs> The difference between us judges, we don't care that much about you. Well, that's you, Chip. Well, that's what that's what United fans. That's what United fans used to say about City. The Bullens Road every derby. That's what United fans used to say about City. Is that not? Is that our local rivals? Is that not what United fans used to say about City? Yeah, didn't care about them. That's changed quickly. But yeah, to answer it anyway, for me, it's as Phil was saying. If it if it if he gets to a point where it's just the same all the time, and we're not we're not going anywhere, then maybe. But that's that's not for a while. For okay. me. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, moving on to an Everton question. This one's from Matthew Barber, and he, this was via the website. He's referring to David Moyes' comments on Sky, who, who apparently said... Which ones? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the one are. about being a striker short of winning the league. It wasn't that one. Um, Everton have lost their identity since he left. That's what um, With the way they u- used to... Sorry, the w- with the way they have used windows and managers. Yeah, I think it windows. means like constantly recycling players and... Yeah. And, and getting new managers and stuff, you know, to a certain extent, he's right. You know, we, we did have a clear identity, and 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 when, when this was said on Sky Sports, and it was, again, we always refer to WhatsApp group because we've got a WhatsApp group with the Everton fans, there's like Liverpool fans have got a WhatsApp group, and then we've got yeah. a group WhatsApp group, group WhatsApp group. You know, got a we heard we were having a pint, weren't we? And someone yeah, told yeah. us at the time pre West Ham game what he said, and we had the conversation. Yeah, about and, it, and we? we said, you know what, we did have an identity under Moyes, and, and and that was, you know, we were solid. You know, we, we used to we used to play. Aggressive in your face football, and you know it, it was it was probably <coughs> symptomized by the late goals we used to score as well. We were very fit sides, weren't we? And and there was a lot of one nils and two ones and stuff like that. I think we did have an identity, um, and I, I think Moyes obviously getting a bit ahead of himself was saying that we were close to winning the league, or we had a we were building a squad that was close to that. I think since then we have fluttered, haven't we? We've went to the Martinez where it was like the 
you know, going back to the old school of science, if you like, trying to play att- attacking football, but then he he wasn't capable of building a side that could keep clean sheets. We then went to Koeman, who recaptured a bit of the more faster attacking football, but then again, once once that partnership of, you know, Barkley and Lukaku become, um, they struggled, and, and then we had that window, obviously, in the summer, last summer, and Cumin, Cumin, Cumin didn't really have an identity himself, did he? To be Cumin honest, was the closest thing to Moyes since mm. Moyes because he came yeah. in post Martinez and signed goalkeepers and defenders. He, yeah. he, he sort of had an idea. I mean, it, it's a really interesting question. Like I said, we've had a conversation on the, in the past. Me and Judgy, there was an identity under David Moyes. It's not there anymore. That, 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 that's true. I feel Wh- like whether I mean, he's making out like it was Everton's identity. No. Evans identity, which our, our dads Moyes would tell you would be the school English. of science. Yeah, or, it was or, Evans' or identity or under the, Moyes. Under Moyes, we've yeah. lost that. The identity before him was what we're trying to get back now. He, he was a very, very good manager for Everton Football Club, and he was very good at, at getting the best out of yeah. sort of a small budget or, or a player who, who was never going to go onto a better club. Built on the team spirit, squeeze, though, he'd squeeze, team spirit. He'd squeeze the life out of a Tim Cale. Tim mm. Cale would never play for Manchester City. But he'd score past them forever and every season. He was very good at that. We haven't got that sort of spirit or that sort of going to games knowing we'll win one nil. We've lost that, but at the same time, there's a lot, we don't really want that. We want to go beyond what Moyes has us. We want to be talking about what our dads talked about. We want to be talking about winning cups, you know what, though, bringing cups down Queens Drive. How many cups does David Moyes bring down Queens Drive with Everton? None. Yeah. You know, so we, we want more. Maths. We want more than that. It's not a bad thing to lose that identity. It's what we've been brought up on. A lot of our listeners who were younger would have been brought up on that Everton play that way. But if you look further into it. Everton shouldn't be playing that way. I feel like way. you can't just flip off from being like a horrible team who dead hard to play against to then Th- trying know, to be some fancy team and then that doesn't work. So then you go back defensive and horrible and then you think we're sick of this and then you get a fancy. You just constantly. The going. difference was, Phil, if it's a business, if it's a business for argument's sake and, you, and you're you're working on a shoestring budget, you want that type of manager because that's what yeah. you need. That's what's required. But if suddenly there's an injection of cash because it's not just the, the owner to come in. We had a bit more money anyway because to be fair to Moyes and to be fair to Ken Wright for a number of years. They spent, they, they spent sensibly and, and we, we cleared our debts. We had a bit of money to spend. When Moyes was given that money, typically he, he blew it, didn't he, on, on pretty bang average signings, you know, Billy Electonovs and, and, and things and plays like that. It was the Rooney money he blew, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah. he, he had that a year later yeah, when we finished fourth. That was yeah. a big summer that he blew it on and then he blew the last cup money on yeah. Billy Electonovs and the Heitingers. Where's the Arteta money? Where is the Arteta money? I don't think that you can go from that. Moyes to Martinez, though. It's just like... Well, I, th- I, th- well I, th- I think the biggest one of the biggest factors in that was Martinez come to Goodison, beat us 3 0. And the way his Wigan team played, it, it was, you know, you're thinking, well. He'd won a cup with them, hadn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, but Evan weren't ready for that type of transition, in my opinion, at the time. It goes back to what I was saying there, though. We, we tried to get beyond what Moyes had, yeah. and, that, and that's why we went so far left. We, got, we, got we our, could have we, easily got, we got our what, highest Neil points Lennon total. Or something, Phil, we? You forget we got our highest points total this season. I'm not saying you were bad. Well, oh, no, you're no, saying it was the wrong yeah, decision. No, I predicted that would happen. I said he's wow, going to come in on the podcast. He's going to come in and take over a team that's solid. Because remember, we all knew he was a shambles defensively mm. with Wigan. So I said he'll come in. He'll improve Everton going forward. They'll still be decent at the back from Moyes, but eventually. The defence will that, be correct. That, that is what happened to be That's fair. exactly that what happened. It was quite easy to call. We just alluded to that there, but anyway, yeah. yeah. You're we, sure. we, we can see what Moyes is saying, can't <laughs> we? We can see what Moyes is saying, can't we? But yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good we have lost the identity that he had. That's fair, and, and I think everyone's hoping, we said this in the summer, 
that's the biggest thing we needed, wasn't it? Consistency and yeah. identity. We're hoping that brands and silver brings that bring that to the table. I think is sorry before you move on is where near that Everton have lost their identity. I don't agree. With. We've lost yeah. the David Moyes identity. Moore's, yeah, fair. Okay, this one's a Liverpool question. Bill on on the website. Fabinho's looked awful pre-season and <laughs> last night. Um, Bill's insistent that he won't make it and he's not good enough. Last night being Chelsea in the cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you respond, Gary? Um, disagree. I don't think he looked awful pre-season at all. I thought a couple of times. Did he, sorry, did he say pre-season? Yeah, he says he looked awful okay. in pre-season and last night against okay, Chelsea. Fun. Yeah, I think I think he, he it, don't get me wrong. He didn't do anything outstanding in pre-season. But the game at Anfield, he's played the last I think pre-season game. He's, he's stunk, didn't he? I, t- I just think yeah. I think that to say he's been awful is is com- it's a bit. It could be that though. That usually. Yeah, it's a bit too much. I think I think it's too. Too critic, too much Critical. criticism of him. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't think he's been that bad. Last night, yeah, we've we've already said that Jordan, the um, Jordan talking about the game, he did struggle and he did look a yard off the pace. But you know, this is why we haven't seen him yet. That's why he's played in the League Cup and not the league and and, and the Champions League. And I think, as I said earlier on, he probably won't play again now until maybe we are we do get another game like Southampton where we're three 0 up and he'll come on and and play the last half an hour or something. And I I think. T- Bill I think it's a bit hard to say now Sorry, that he's not going to make do, it. In, in that case, does he ever improve? This, this is what I was going to... I mean, yeah, if he doesn't play, you mean? He doesn't play in, in games that matter. And, yeah. and you talk about sharpness and being yards off the pace. The biggest symptom for that, or the biggest reason that is normally not playing in competitive games. This is where Bill's got a point. I mean, what Fabinho can become is anyone's guess, isn't it? We don't know. And, and we're not going to see that unless he plays. And the worry is the way he's looking at the moment... And, and the midfield that we've got, when, when's he going to get his chances? We're out the yeah. cup now. It might be. I, I might. The way I'm saying there, it might be when we're three 0 up and the, and the game sort of done anyway. He might bring him on in a game where, as we were talking about earlier, Southampton basically turns up there to get beaten, and he, well, or not to lose drastically. He, there might be another one of them games through the season that that he brings him into. It's going to take an injury for me for Fabinho to come into this team. It's going to take Milner to get injured or something like that. No, it might be. It might be a case of we've got one of them games on the weekends, but then we're playing. PSG away in, in midweek, you know it might it yeah. might be something like that. Be, if, you, if you were playing them. Huddersfield at home on Sunday, so. would would he play? No, Klopp doesn't. There's got to be games where. He, where I don't think well, Klopp's going to risk that. The, 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 the team in the Champions League, you've got you've got Napoli and you've got Red Star. Belgrade. What about them? You've got two games in the middle. If we're already you? through. If you're already through, there's a perfect if we're game. So through, yeah, but, you, but then these not in games. Then how, how much? It's still match. It's still match fitness. It depends. That depends on whether Red Star can still qualify for Europe. The, uh, the Europa by finishing third. third. Yeah, true. Yeah, but if we're through, then no. I think I think what Gary's saying is it becomes more competitive if the yeah, subs yeah. aligned for that. And you know what? The, the argument is as well. It becomes competitive if him, along with a couple of other players who are on the cusp, are in the team because if, if, if I'm your teammate and I know you're dying to get in the team and I know you've got the ability potentially to be in the team, I'm not gonna like just stroll through the game because I know it means something to you and and you'd like to think from the way it's perceived yeah, from the, the competition outside. Of pl- for yeah, places. And not just that, I think from the way it's perceived in the outside, it looks like he's got a good squad spirit, not just team spirit. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to let you down, am I, by just going, oh, this is a not a fixture to me. So I think, yeah, th- I think the Champions League fixtures might be a good chance for him. There was, like, Georgie, I, I, there was a midfielder we had last season, wasn't it, that we bought who was highly rated. Oh. It didn't get near the team because yeah. the manager looked at him in training and said he's not ready. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a touch of the Davy Classens for being out the minute? or? Yeah, and you know yeah. what? The, 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 the biggest similarity with that is that Davy Klassen ends up. I think he was voted. He's in the team of the 
the worst Whatever team for, of the year. No, for Europa League, for, oh. for Ajax, he was, Ajax captain scored like 20 in the Dutch League, which is oh, like scored like eight in the in the Europa League and, and captained his team in the final against United and was one of the best players that night. Yeah. We've well, got him at close quarters and said he's not ready. Yeah, We've got him in it, he yeah. he's not ready to play. He's got some serious players to replace, hasn't he? For I think young, especially that, the way the, the way we've started this season, like Wijnaldum, who's playing in that number six role, He's just been outstanding. You can't. I don't. I can't see who would come in for him at the moment. He's in fairness, you, Phil made the point a few weeks ago, and we all shot him down about it about not needing a number six or not needing a defensive midfielder. I think if he considers himself to be just a defensive midfielder, I think he's going to struggle in that team. I think you're right. I, I don't think he's got. That's what I said. At the moment, what it's. A, I mean, I compared it off the podcast before to Bakayoko at Chelsea last year. He looks like him. He came from the same team as him. He came from a league where. Bakayoko dominated. I know you said in pre-season he's got a different skill set to, to Bakayoko. Liam Neeson, yeah, Liam again. Neeson again. <laughs> no, I was going to say it before you said it. But he, he looks a lot like Bakayoko did for Chelsea. And Bakayoko actually ended up playing 10, 15 games, didn't he, before they decided we've had enough now. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a question mark there for me. Yeah. yeah, I think only time will tell, won't it? We need to True. see him more. Um, right, OK, another Everton question then. This one's from Chris Johnston, and he said... David Moyes was continually, bl- continually blamed for Everton's awful record against the top six, but since he's gone, Everton have only won one in 29 against the top six t- since 2013. What is to blame? We've sort of touched on that earlier, haven't we? Yeah. Um, about it's just... It's a, a I think, personally, it's a mentality thing. Um, that's just me, obviously. Judge it's mad, though, when, you, when you've re- replaced so many players. You've had How many different squads have you had since then? Well, he, he sounds... Yeah, the mentality and managers. What's his name? Is it Chris, did you say? Sorry. Yeah, Chris. He yeah. sounds as, as frustrated and as clueless about the subject as probably us three are. I don't know the reason for it. We've had... If that, that amount of time, it's been about three or four different managers and three or four different squads and three or four different projects, three or four different ways to play against these teams and none of it's weird. I don't know is the kit man is, is he spreading negativity <laughs> don't around know, before, don't before the coach <laughs> is it the fans it's a really good question I mean we go into games especially at Anfield and if we get to a, a, a cup semi-final or a cup final we fear the worst don't we We our attitudes I mean I remember us going down to Man United uh, sorry to Wembley against Man United in 2016 yeah, and we got back on the coach after losing the last minute and we were like yeah that, that, that's that's Everton it, it wasn't going to happen. The mentality does come a lot from the fans. I don't know the reason for it. The fans don't play the game. Sorry, the fans sorry don't Mel, play it was Chelsea, man. We, we beat Man United in the final semi. No, 2016. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. We got oh, back on the, the minibus, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. And we said, that's yeah, that was yeah. always going to happen. Goal, yeah. <laughs> so I thought you were talking about the one where Saha scored the early goal and then we ended up. No, I, I mean, I don't know what it is. It, it seems to be a, a big cloud over the entire club at the, at the minute. We go to these top six teams and the fans, a lot of the fans, I won't, won't label all the fans in one one batch, if you will, a lot of the fans don't believe we can win there. I'll put that, may spread, the that may spread to the players who don't know, but then what are these doing in the week? Yeah. What are the players doing in the week? Are they getting drilled into, we can go to City and win, we can go to Anfield and win, we can go to Stamford Bridge and win? Certainly, I remember Martin has had that, had that philosophy, I remember being a... 3-2 up against Chelsea. Remember John Terry scored like the 99th minute or something, so we nearly beat Chelsea. Um, we, we've, we've won at Old Trafford, we've won at City a, f- a few times when David Moyes was there, but, I mean, the record is... Just, is just one thing bad. I'll leave it on. The, the one, th- probably one player, two players, maybe Jag Elk has been there the whole time. The one thing I would say is the players, some of the players you brought in, and, and this is this has been a symptom of Evan for a while, we brought like players in who failed at some of these clubs, haven't we? Mm. Like Schneiderlin, 
you know, failed at, well, I say failed. He, well, he's did, never, yeah, at Man United. Yeah, yeah. yeah he put, he's failed at Man United. We've got Walcott, who's failed at Arsenal. Is it when we bring these high-profile players in who, who failed elsewhere? We had during that period, I, I know, I can't count them right now, but I'd be willing to bet there was probably eight former Man United players in those within those squads as well. So we have we have had a bit of a history of buying players from them. Sometimes that, that contributes to it, but again, I think it is a good question and it is an enigma because of the fact we've had so yeah. many different managers, but yeah. hopefully so, that'll change it as well. Yeah, I'm conscious of a bit of time. We'll try and rattle through these. We've got one red and one blue left. So, Gary, is the loss to Chelsea in the League Cup a blessing in disguise? Um or does Klopp just need to win something quickly? So, I think it's. I think it's. You can't say that right now. It's one of them. If we beat them on Saturday, as as I've said about four times now, we'd have talked that before. Before the two fixtures, um, well, I certainly would. I don't want to speak for every Liverpool fan, like, but I certainly would have took that because you know we want to keep momentum in the league more than anything. But until the season pans out, now you're not going to know whether it's a blessing in disguise. If Chelsea have a have a midweek game, the League Cup win. Or lose whatever, and then get beat on the weekend, and we're still going on this this run of winning games. Then it may be become. Then we look back and think, well, that is now a blessing in disguise. At the moment, I think it's too early to tell. Yeah, well, I'm going to quickly answer and say, no, I don't think it is a blessing in disguise. It's not a very intensive competition. It's a good <coughs> opportunity to board other players who might need to come in for us at later dates, and now they might not have the same level of game time. I think of anything, it could cost us more than it's going to help us. Um, so moving on to the final question. This is a blue question. So did letting Gareth Barry? Sorry, this was from Sean on the website. Did letting Gareth Barry? Uh, Gareth, Gareth, Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry. <laughs> did letting him go. Here Coleman more than Lukaku. Um, we missed him so much last season, and we still do now. That was directed for Mills. That question. Sorry, I forgot to put that on there. Um, no question. Okay, well, I'll answer it then. <laughs> um, he let Gareth Barry go because he signed Morgan Schneiderlin. That was the only reason he played Barry quite regularly when he came in. I think Barry got was his, his 700th game or something. Mm. He got one of the, the milestones in the Premier League for appearances under Koeman. He's playing really well. Um, it got to January. His 35-year-old legs were, were being viewed as something that couldn't be long-term, rightly so. We signed Morgan Schneiderlin and he let him go. So that's Barry, that's why he did it, but was has he, it been he detrimental? He, possibly so, but, but I mean... I can't speak for Neil and Judge, and I can't speak for Blues out there. I certainly wasn't gutted when no. Gareth Barry went because we were on the back of Morgan Schneiderland's first six months of Everton where he stood out and was really good. We had the Drissa Garner guy and the emergence of Tom Davis coming through. It it looked on paper to be the right time to let Gareth Barry go. Would he have been perfect to have been there, especially when Unsworth had a few games last season, to rely on someone like Gareth Barry and get us through that patch of the season? Absolutely. I, the, the age, we didn't let him go yeah. at 28. No. He was 36. So you know what, as well? I think you've, what you've got to look at, putting it, put it into context, he went to West Brom, struggled a bit at West Brom. They you know, they went down, and um, I, I think he's retired now. So, you know, even <laughs> yeah. he knew. Isn't it? That's you're relying on him still, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah, and, and, I, <laughs> and I, think, I think the bigger question, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that that was the question in there, is that did we really replace Gareth Barry? Hmm. And based on that, and based on Millsy's analysis and it was Schneiderland, we didn't. But the same way we didn't replace Lukaku. So, yeah, it's a good question. Um, but I, I'd probably say um, it was it was justified to sell him at that time. Yeah. Yeah, so that concludes the social media question. So we're just going to do a quick preview of the game. So Liverpool have got Chelsea on Saturday at 3 o'clock. 
will things I think it's gonna be turn? it's gonna be changes back again, isn't it? It's gonna yeah. be the eight that got moved out will be moved back in and yeah. it'll be hopefully it'll change the outcome of the game as well. Yeah. Um the only I question mark I've got is if Keith plays or not. I think he won't. I don't think he will. Why? Why he why is he not playing regularly in the Premier League? I don't think he's kicked on as much as we thought he, we expected him to. Okay. I don't think he's he stood out as much as you thought. He, he's, he's still, don't get me wrong, you see things, you see glimpses in games where he, he does look, he has got something about him, he's exceptional in, in certain parts, but then there's there's like, may, you get maybe five or ten minutes in the game where the game passes him by a little bit and it's them it's them sort of minutes where you'll, you'll have Milner who's for the full 90, it doesn't pass him by at all. You'll have, you've had Wijnaldum since the start of the season saying it hasn't passed him by at all. Teddy hinted at this, didn't he, saying that that's the difference you see in most of the leagues in the world in the Premier League. You don't get a minute's arrest in the yeah. Premier League. And, yeah. and he's finding that out now and I think that's why you haven't seen him for the last two games yeah. before, before Keita, the midweek. Keita gets the ball, he does receive it on the turn, always, and he, he looks forward and he drives forward and he, he takes players on, he commits commits men he looks for that pass but I think when you're playing Chelsea I just think you need that you need that three in the midfield who are just going to be absolutely solid which is what Wijnaldum Milner and Henderson yeah exactly I think so yeah, yeah. and they're going to make wholesale change as well aren't they so obviously yeah it's going to be them back be to back to whatever their yeah, comes back in and Jorginho. yeah I think so Jorginho will be playing it'll be Kante um, again it'll be Hazard from the start. they can't bring Rudiger in can he's injured William will probably play yeah, yeah. you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I think it'll probably be a good game. Um, I I do I do think we'll beat them. Like, Go on I then. do. Prediction wise, I'm I'm I am quite confident. I, I do think we'll we'll go and get to. And I'm gonna go three one Liverpool. Three one. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to go with a draw. That's my head. But I'm gonna let the heart win. And I'm gonna say one nil. Um, and I have got Terry's. Uh, Terry said he thinks it's two one Liverpool. Okay. We'll give you ours later. So you've got Fulham at home, three o'clock on Saturday as well. What do you think? Massive game for the squad, isn't it? Massive game for morale. Massive game for for Silver so early on. Does Silver not not sort of go against his philosophy? But does he look at this game as I need to put three points on the board here? Mm -hmm. Do I approach this differently? Possibly. There's no no doubt. Even if you do call him arrogant, if he's going to be able to keep pulling off the arrogance, he's got to mm -hmm. win. He's got to win on Saturday. Yeah, points on got board, to yeah. win. Absolutely got to win it, and it sounds mad to be calling this a must-win game already. But I just think for the morale of the new signings, as much as anything else, and and to and to give him a chance to start to bread some of them new signings, because suddenly if you lose on on Saturday, it suddenly becomes a case of we've got to put an eleven out that's going to win this game, and I don't care who plays, mm. and and that's not how you want to be starting a, a new race. So what are you going to do there? Are you going to go for? Are you going to drop Calvert Lewin and throw Tosin back in? Tosin's got to play. He's a natural goal scorer. Calvert Lewin isn't. Agreed. Has never been a natural goal scorer. You'd like to think with, with goal scorers, they don't lose that touch. You know, he's had a mm. bit of a bad run. I go with that front So three. going for your midfield again, as you were saying before, if you want to win the game, you should go on one of the two. Do you think that's the case again this time? Uh, he's he's got to. I mean, the performance on Sunday, like we touched upon earlier, was was really good. The only thing lacking was the goals and the results. Um, you've got to keep that same sort of mentality where you mm. go off Fulham, you press them high up, you play balls forward, not sideways. I mean, Seamus Coleman. I mean, he's, there's rumours he possibly is fit again. Where's if Gomez? he is, he's Gomez coming. Coming. Gomez. No, Gomez no, is no, set back. Another few weeks ago. Silver did say that Col last week that Coleman could be back for this one. He walks back in for me. Oh, 100%. absolutely. Look, as much as we love kids playing and stuff, and 
Um, I've got all the respect in the world for, for lads putting on the blue shirt, and I was nowhere near that level. John Joe Kenny's not a Premier League player, mm. um, unfortunately. But look, he, all credit to him, but it, as you say, Coleman makes a ma- massive difference there. For yeah. It makes a difference to the midfielders, like saying before, mm. just sent forward balls and things, and, and not wide. When Kenny's there, I mean, he's, he's got a little bit of the Coleman's, but he hasn't got that end product, so there's, there's a lack of sort of movements in front of him. Walcott won't show for him, I won't let him overlap more. Than, like he will for Coleman, and yeah. that, that in turn allows Tom Davis or, or whoever's sitting there, Kilby Sigurdsson, to pick to pick forward balls on an angle over to Coleman yeah. on the right hand side, wasn't as opposed to a square ball to Kenny. Wasn't that the case on the, on Sunday? Like the the fullbacks didn't push on as f- as much yeah, as, they, you, as they used to, mm. as they as they had done. People the did team. say that, but I think that was out of respect for the forward players that Arsenal yeah. had. Okay. You say their front three was Lacazette, Abamyang, um, Sorry, yeah, Abamyang, Lacazette, and Azel. You know, oh, I, can un- I can see why the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the it's, it's not a bad time for Fulham to, to, to play us talking it? about like Silva does he need to change his, his style and stuff I mean tactical changes I think are okay but when a manager comes in and, and abandons his own philosophy it's very very he hasn't but no, but what was that you, man, said, man, you asking should he but man, no, he's managers he's do that the question. managers do that every week in game hmm. they always do it, it's yeah. whether he, he says do I need to go and win this 4 4 just I always just remember like Pep, he just will not yeah, but relentless he, he, with his he, relentless not with his philosophy though. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah, but he still but he knows he'll walk into another job. And the every interview he was like, No, no, my way's right. My way's right. Phil and Phil, what you've got to say as well, and what you've got to look back at the league, doing never further down than second. Forget about the philosophy, he's still second in the league. He's still got he still got the 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 strength of Numerous league titles at Bayern Munich and, and Barcelona, new, numerous you know European cups, and the fact you're walking to another job. It, it we're talking. I understand, about but the point I'm making is the reason why Guardiola does that is because he knows that if he abandons his own philosophy, the players no one will buy yeah. it. Yeah. So like Silva can't. Yeah, you can make tactical changes. Yeah, cops. I mean, Pep's got a defensive midfielder now, but he hasn't. no. But, but I, th- I think we had this argument a little bit with about the Klopp thing the other week and, and and when it's e- about going back to the Palace and whatever it was. I just think at this stage, as players need them to make the right decision for this game, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with going to your dressing room and going, listen, lads, I think we all agree we need three points here. Now, we know the way that we want to play moving forward, but you know, in this particular moment, but what we need is three points. But then do belief that, that his way is the way to get three points? No, not if, not if you're saying, look, we've got five or six players injured, we've got players who maybe aren't playing as well as they normally are. There's yeah. a loads of things that come into that, but I think as a manager... Yeah. Whether it's a business or a football team, you count on your manager to make the right decision yeah. for your team. Yeah. But so, uh, predictions. Yeah. So if you're saying you think it's in a must-win game, what are you? Th- are you th- he is going to win. <laughs> two one. Two one. Everton. So judges two one. I was thinking two one, but just to not say the same, I'll go three one. I think. I think we will win, but I also think we'll concede. I'm going to say two 0 Everton. I think when they finally keep a clean sheet, Jack's back, is he? Sorry, it's not the only. We're not used to that now, George. We're not going to call you on it. No, the Chelsea game for, for Liverpool and the Fulham game for Everton are the only games before we we rejoin you next week. We've got Napoli versus Liverpool on Wednesday. Just quickly, Everton versus Southampton the Carabao Cup on Tuesday. Uh, I'll ask Phil first, and I'll ask Judgey the same question: Are these games important for the season? Or are they sort of, you know, we can afford to to not it, win it, these in the ones. Champions League? Well, 
in the in the Champions League, you want to win your home games, don't you? Mm. That, that's the big one in the Champions League. You can afford to take a point away from home, absolutely. Um, nine, ten points normally sees you through the group. First and second place in the Champions League, to me, barely matters okay. anymore. So if you're ever going to take a point away from home, th- th- this is it for me. But do you not think going get six points on board two yeah, games? Yeah, of course you do, yeah, yeah. of course. But I certainly don't think we'll go to get a draw. No. We'll, say we'll go to win. Okay. Well, if you're asking about the importance of winning, the importance of six points, then... Not as important as. That's what I mean. That the flip games. side is: do yeah. we get six points on the board early, and then we can rest players and bring you Fabinho yeah, and yeah, in? in? Or nah. do we look at it like we've got three points? Just one point won't hurt you. Or, or, or does the results on Saturday have a big impact on that? <coughs> I don't think so. No. If he's lose on Saturday, he's facing the prospect of three defeats on the bounce. If, if you lose there, so I think psychologically it depends on Saturday. Maybe, well, maybe psychologically in in terms of after the Napoli game, if we didn't win that and, and it was three defeats on the bounce, but I don't think this yeah, weekend's sometimes result. You're like you're almost saying it like you play your best eleven in every game, but you can't. You can't. You literally can't do that. It's too many games. So you've got to pick your games where you don't do that. This is what you're saying. Is, is this that game? So yeah, but it's got. Yeah, but you're saying about this week against Chelsea, he's going to play three. Yeah. He's going to play the uh, Anderson, Milner, and. Uh, Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum, yeah. but playing Napoli on on a Wednesday, he might he might think his better team is different to that one. Yeah, to, his better team to play Napoli is different to Chelsea. <laughs> These are all laughing. I don't know what anyone's laughing at. Yeah, Neil's just Neil, Neil's abandoned ship. Like, this, this is our longest show yet. <laughs> Neil couldn't take it. We, we don't make any secrets. We, there's no secret here that we have a couple of beers during a podcast and it's, it's gone right through Neil. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to, we'll to Judgey <laughs> on the Everton Southampton game. What I meant by it before when I said to Judgey is yeah. do we need to win? The Carabao Cup, is that a big thing for us this season? Do you go on Tuesday one, one and think we're me. playing the full one, 11? One where's at this stage is momentum. Okay. If we win on win on Saturday, it's another chance to win on Tuesday. If we draw on Saturday, it's another chance to just win a game. I, th- I, th- I don't think. I think Mark Hughes. Even if you lose on Saturday, it's still a chance to win a game. <laughs> it's always a chance to win a game. But I think more significantly, as Mills he was alluding to, it's a chance to progress in a cup where we've got every chance of winning. Particularly when you consider now Liverpool are out of it. There's going to be teams. Man, you are out. Yeah, United are out. You know, it's it's. You'd like to think that it's a trophy that is there for the taking. Would you treat this as a game that we see Stecklenburg and the ass, no. or would you treat it as full eleven? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be tempted to play Stecklenburg. I wouldn't be tempted to play Nias. But that depends how the forwards perform. You know, you'd like to think that Bernard will start. You'd like to think that Yerry Mina. Yerry Mina will start. The Blues um, want to treat this cup like it's everything, don't you? Like not everything. Strongest, well, strongest look team at his, in every game. The though. team that he played in the last round wasn't everything. And it, I know we only played Rotherham, but teams have been knocked out by you know Championship. Yeah, start Championship club, haven't they? League One, God. League One now, yeah. Sure. But the teams have been locked out by League One Championship clubs in the, in, in the past, and so he, he literally, I think he made eleven changes. Yeah, last he time. might talk, but the support base, though, I feel like you want to go. First, oh, we have to. No, no one's made any secret. We we want to win a cup, yeah. Um, if you were to say we're going to finish tenth this year, we're going to see progression in terms of the way we perform. But we win a cup, I'd snap your hands off. So, so strongest team you would yeah, like to and see? Yeah, prediction. Are we doing predictions for the, nah. the games next week? No. Okay, well. I'll, I'll end on it by, by saying, in, in my opinion, next week's game against Southampton is, is just as important for me as the, the league game. Get, getting through what's the shortest cup competition? I think it's five games till you're in yeah. the final. The Carabao Cup. Why wouldn't you take that seriously and go for mm. it? Here's Neil. I hope you wash your hands, lads.
Anyway, guys, you know, <laughs> thanks, it's been our longest episode yet. It's it showed with Neil abandoned ship halfway through. <laughs> thanks for keeping with us. If you see any of the guys at the games over the weekend, whether it be down in London or, or at Goodison, come and say hello to us. Uh, all our predictions will be on social media. Uh, get involved. Give us yours on Twitter and Instagram across the park PC. We're on Facebook as well. Just search across the park podcast. Until next week, guys. Enjoy the football. See you then. Thank you.